At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We begin our number three, Betting Across America. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. It is presented by BetMGM. We've got some drama right now. Obviously, we've been keeping a watch fly of the Byron Nelson, KH Lee, trying to go back to back. He's at 25 under par, but Jordan Spieth is nipping at his heels, uh, just one off the lead there. And the Metropolitans trying to have a dramatic Sunday mm-hmm. walk-off scenario. Right now, 8-7 Seattle. Uh, Castillo trying to close it out for the M's, but the other M's, the Metropolitans, have the bases juiced, down one in the polar bear, Pete Alonzo at the dish. I don't know if there's anybody else you'd rather have. In that situation here, so the Mets trying to have some drama. We'll see if they can walk it off here against. Yeah, Seattle. strike swing in there. So now oh. two two count, eight to seven. Uh, two Ooh. runs already in for the Mets. Uh, Seattle's uh, played well up there in Flushing Queens yep. this weekend. They had been struggling, and uh, that's kind of been a theme a little bit. Some teams getting right on the road, and another team getting right at least so far. The Philadelphia wow. Phillies, uh, who are four zero over the Dodgers, trying to get the sweep of the Doyers. By the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, already four runs in the uh, top of the second. It is Grove who got called up from AAA Oklahoma City this week, so he is making the start. Dodgers still in very good shape at 20-12, and 12, but the Philadelphia Phillies, rough spot. They were three games under five hundred. Uh, did take two at three from Seattle because they had that series against the Mets where they blew, what, that six-run lead? How about that? The bullpen is still very shaky for the Philadelphia Phillies, by the way. It was shaky the other night. They ended up winning 9-7, but... Bryce Harper's just been but, murdering the ball lately. And he's got like a tear. Like he's yeah. not, not a full ACL. It's like UCL. Yeah. I'm not not a doctor. But like he's he's injured. Mm-hmm. And Bryce Harper is just mashing. People yeah. do forget he's the reigning MVP. Yeah, and I did make the mistake. He is not in the lineup uh, today uh, getting the day off. But he's already done his damage in the Boy, series with he? three home runs and eight extra base hits. I just assumed he got another one with that 4 nothing lead. So, uh we have that going on, and then uh, we also have uh, second-half numbers coming out. Minus one-and-a-half for the second half for the Cs, 105-and-a-half on the total, so basically 196-and-a-half is your total for the game. Uh, I'm not getting involved in playing the over, and I'm starting to see it drop a little bit at a couple notable spots, including the book right here behind us, down to 104-and-a-half. Uh, small lean to Milwaukee in the second half if I had to. I'm sitting on the, the series price here, so... 
I'm just going to sit on that and uh, maybe hope for the best if you're a Bucks guy. You know, I'm, I'm looking up at what just happened in New York City. You're seeing a lot of surrender cobras at City Field <sighs> right now. And, you know, nobody's leaving because everybody's like, wait, that was a strike three? Yeah. And Pete Alonso looked like he had checked his swing. And the first base ump on appeal, I don't know. Like, it's so hard. I, I can't sit here and say that that's a bad call. Right. It's really tough. But the fan base is going, that's how this game's going to end? Yeah, like, I, like to me it, from the naked eye, it looks like he offered. A yeah, pitch. and the, and the, and the Mariners are uh, gonna end up taking two or three here. Uh, still waiting for the result, and it looks like it is going to be final. They are shaking hands. The Seattle you Mariners you can't appeal that. Right? No, there no, that me. that that's a tough call. Yeah. So he's out of there. Alonzo's out of there. No Sunday heroics for the Metropolitans. They fall eight to seven. Couple other baseball scores to get to eight nothing final. Houston over Washington. After they had that long winning streak stop yesterday, but they get the win. Detroit, nice win, 5-1. to one. Tariq Skubal throwing some good ball for a mm-hmm. team that's not very good, but they get the sweep of the Orioles. Tampa Bay, 3-0 over Toronto. Uh, Tampa Bay's done Toronto pretty dirty this weekend in multiple sports, and they do it on the diamond today. Yankees, 5-1. Cortez gets the win, 3-1. to one. Winners are the Twins over the, I was about to say Indians, but they are the Guardians. The Guardians. And by the way, again, we, we saw this a lot of those games. They were shutouts for the majority, some late runs there to avoid those shutouts. But we're seeing more of the same here. Kansas City up 6 nothing on the Rockies in the seventh. We talk about these these totals right now. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the, the revenge of the under today. Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, it's going to be like this for a while. But I think once we get to June then I think you're going to start to see balls flying out of the yard a little bit more. 2 nothing Cubs right now over the D-backs in the fourth. You mentioned the Phillies, 4 nothing on the Dodgers in the fourth. In the third, uh, Angels right now still up on that Shohei Otani bomb, 2 nothing there in the third in Oakland. Uh, very quickly, K.H. Lee here still has a one-shot lead over Jordan Speed, but those numbers have tightened a little bit. You don't want to say that it's a, a two-horse race because Sebastian Munoz is right there too. He's only one back as he plays the 15th hole here. But with 18 being a par five, yeah. you feel like, how does KH Lee give one back right. at the, to the field here? That's that's really yeah, the Yeah, and that's what has put my Matsuyama in trouble here. He is currently tied for second, a nice little 62 to be the leader in the clubhouse. But as you can see, because of how this course is played, because you got a par five on the 18th, Matsuyama 66 to one. So he's going to need some collapses. KH Lee at 25 under all by his lonesome three holes to play here at TPC Greg Ranch. KH Lee minus a dollar twenty-five. Jordan Spieth plus a dollar seventy-five. One stroke back of him, Sebastian Munoz. Sebaz, who got the uh, first round leader. I think a couple guys here at the network mm-hmm. actually had him for the first round leader, and and he actually he was a guy I'd left off. You know, when I do those models of the different stats that I look at, approach, proximity. Depending on the week, they they have some variants of which stats I use. Sebastian Munoz was there, didn't use him. Of course, didn't cash in with a couple of the guys here at the network on that first-round leader bet. But, by the way, Munoz one shot back, 5-1. to one. Justin Thomas, Ryan Palmer still out there. I think Palmer is at 22 under. This is for par. Ryan Palmer, 200-1. Okay. So, uh, I, know, uh, I know Matt Eumanns played him. Uh, Ryan Palmer, I believe, had the course record. Before uh, Sebastian Munoz went ahead and shattered Man. that. Palmer, uh, a member here, a Dallas resident, uh, I believe shot a 61. That was the record. So you've still got him and Thomas out there at 22 under, but obviously too far back. KH Lee, uh, this is uh, on his uh, on his uh, racket or on his yeah. golf club, shall Honestly. we say. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So uh, you look to KH Lee trying to win the Byron Nelson back-to-back. By the way, they showed a graphic, I believe, uh, a, a couple segments ago in terms of 
guys that have won this tournament back-to-back, the three guys that have done it, Sam Snead, Jack Nicholas, Tom Watson. I don't care what list it is. If you're within that company and you accomplish what they accomplished, then you've done right. So uh, Gage Lee, 25 under par, and he likes that off the tee. He loves that. Just a nice, easy Sunday stroll here in Big D for Gage. So he's on the 16th hole there. We'll keep a watchful eye there. We have danger for the Bucs right now as they've begun the third quarter, and the Seas are on a nice run to begin it. Remember, they led by five at the break. They've already outscored them by seven here in the first two minutes of the third quarter. They're up 12, 59-47. So we'll see. Uh, I'm seeing some nine and a halfs now uh, for Boston in the live number here. It's, it's boy, been, oh boy. It's been the three-point shooting yep. here. Uh, Boston, by the way, 12 of 26. They are shooting 46% from the three. And then you look and you take that out, shooting only 40% from the field overall. Eight of 24, only 33% from inside the arc, but 46% from the outside the arc. The Milwaukee Bucks, a woeful three of 20 Eesh. from uh, – and is this the point where they miss Middleton, who's not known necessarily as like a dead-eye shooter, but certainly is a bucket getter. Yep. But you look at the threes today. Giannis has hit one. Lopez has hit one. Portis has hit one. But Drew Holiday, 0 of 3. Wes Matthews, 0 of 3. Grayson Allen, 0 of 2. Ugh. Pat Connaughton, 0 of 4. So oh just not getting the three-point shooting, and they're going to need it because that's what the Celtics uh, are going to keep doing because they know that they're outmanned underneath, you know, from a rebounding standpoint, size, everything down low. So you're going to see them keep shooting these threes here. So 59 to 47, I believe the C's now minus eight and a half, 202 and a half on your total. All right. So if you were going to hop in here in game and you look at the, the your options there, you know, Giannis is going to say, all right, if all those offers, mm-hmm. as you mentioned for the others, right, nobody's hitting anything. I don't expect Giannis to do it from beyond the arc. I, I think that'd be fool's gold here, but to get back into this, it's going to be Giannis in the lane, right? Mm-hmm. So at, at get some to the point, line, right, yes. like he's going to like, I'm almost tempted to say that the eight and a half feels playable. Uh, but right now the C's up 12 in a first half that it felt like they were losing. And yet they still co- not only won the first half, covered the number and led by five. That was the danger. You went, wait, the C's have been outplayed and they're up five at the half. And now they, they've immediately chucked this up to 12. I don't necessarily say, I can't you know say that it's going to be the same result, but this reminds me a little bit of game six mm with uh, Miami at Philadelphia. Because remember, that was a close game. It was a one-point game. And then all of a sudden, Miami came out, and Philadelphia just didn't have an answer. And, you know, the Bucs may have been licking their wounds, crying crying in their beers a little bit with how that sequence played out because, uh, you know, obviously Giannis gets ball stolen. Marcus Smart flops his arms up. They give it a three-shot attempt. And uh, Hangover City right now. Now the Celtics minus 9.5, minus $1.05. Juice to the Milwaukee side if you want to take that plus nine and a hook at minus one twenty. That seems a little high. I mean, that might mm-hmm. that might be that might be the way I would look here. I gotta think that Milwaukee is not gonna go the way of Philadelphia, even though this is at Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. 
This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Certainly started out very similar. Milwaukee has that championship pedigree. Of course, Philadelphia does not as of yet. 941 to go in the third. So just think about the last, essentially, two minutes of basketball play, okay? Milwaukee has the ball, last shot scenario, down two. They can go in tied, down mm-hmm. two, or up one. Those are your scenarios. Somehow, with that call uh, against Giannis and Marcus Smart somehow in the act of shooting from half court, right? they called a three-point shot. So you go from those options to down five, and then, boom, you get Blitzkrieg here in the first couple minutes of the third quarter. You're down 12. They just get a bucket there from Drew Holiday, so they're down 10. But, boy, oh boy, that's got to be a shock to the system in the closeout game, in a game seven. Yeah, it is. And uh, Jalen Brown now going to get a three-point opportunity oh. the hard way as uh, there's an and one there. So 61 to 49, 9.36 left to go in the third quarter. Yeah, I would say that this is absolutely danger time for the Milwaukee Bucks. They got to... They got to find somebody to hit an outside shot. Minus nine and a half at the C's, minus a dollar twenty, two hundred two and a half on the total. All right, so again, it could be an and one here for Boston. Back up twelve. Can Jalen Brown get it to thirteen? He cannot as he misses that free throw. Grayson Allen back in there. So again, you're going to have to get some shooting or expect a lot of Giannis going one on one down the stretch here as Milwaukee is clearly up against it. Get some game sevens in the NHL. When we come back, Ian Cameron is going to join us to break down those games and much, much more. Drama everywhere. KH Lee, one shot lead over Jordan Spieth. We'll update that as well. Come on back. It's Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM, save-the-art technology, and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America here on Beeson. Game 7 in the NBA right now, going the way of the Seas, 63-53. About 7.5 to go here in the third quarter. Looks like an offensive foul. Offensive foul. And that is Jason Tatum, by the way. That is now four. Some of these calls, now again, Pat Connaughton is checking his chin, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Pat Connaughton, I believe, did get a little uh, chin check there. Maybe might have sold it a little bit, wow. but nevertheless, Jason Tatum on the wow. push-off. Uh, and look, 
opportunity if you can get nine and a half here, I think for the Milwaukee Bucks, I was kind of leaning that way anyway. I think now might be the time to jump on in. Here's what I would say. And we got some people behind the glass that have got Milwaukee money line plays. I'm rooting for them. But that's not an offensive foul. Like you're going up with the ball. There's yeah. it's not like your arm is swaying. And yeah. that's the fourth like that is in motion of shooting. And yes, Connaughton's chin is there. Mm-hmm. But what is Tatum's trying to shoot the basketball. Right. He's right. bringing his arms up to shoot. And that's number four. Well, I mean, a, a good thing about that, dude, is they don't call that soft stuff in the National no. Hockey League. Not at all. Now, they're, they're reviewing it. And I believe Boston, this is a huge challenge. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I would challenge it as well. There's no chicken wing there. Mm-hmm. Like, to me, the right thing to do is overturn it. Now, I'm rooting for Milwaukee. Yes. But, like, if we're being honest, that I don't know if they're over, overturning it because it looks like he still has four on the board. But Jason Tatum, I don't know what else he's supposed to do. He's getting his arms up to shoot the basketball. He's laughing about it because that's that's a terrible call. Yep. Whoa. So we'll see if it stands. But Wes, uh, a lot of drama here in Game 7. There's going to be a lot of drama in Game 7, certainly in the NHL for that. We're going to bring in Ian Cameron now to talk all things NHL. So, Ian, I, I know, look, we're talking about the officiating here in Game 7 of the NBA Finals. What about the officiating that you expect to see in these Game 7s tonight? Let's start off with the Penguins in the Rangers because, you know, we've seen a lot of offense, a lot more offense than maybe we thought we'd see in this series. Do you think in a Game 7 they're going to let stuff go, going to be a little bit tighter? Does that lend itself maybe to an under in a Game 7 here in New York City? Yeah, I could very well because we saw three uh, Game 7s yesterday on the Saturday uh, slate all be uh, under uh, games, lower scoring, tighter checking, uh, the whistles, uh, not as many penalties. It's been a penalty-filled first round of the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs, but yesterday I found they were willing to put the whistles away a little bit more. Now, one of the crews for the games last night was the West McCauley crew, and there's a reason why West McCauley's regarded as the best referee in the NHL. He's always had a, a track record of letting the players decide the game especially in an elimination game and in a game seven. He does a terrific job letting the game breathe a bit, not calling every little stick foul and every hook and every hold. Uh, And that was a big part of that game staying under. But overall, all three games did. The problem here is you've got two teams that have really struggled to contain the other. You know, the question is going to be, does game seven and the importance of this game suddenly change that? I mean, the Rangers have not defended the Penguins all that well. And there's a very good chance Sidney Crosby comes back tonight from his absence. Uh, They're hopeful he's going to be back on the ice. Game time decision. But look, he was at practice yesterday. I'd expect him to be out there. And if that Crosby-Gensel-Rust top line is reunited for the Penguins, we saw earlier in this series, you guys, that they couldn't defend that group. Mm. And I don't know if it's going to change necessarily in game seven. On the flip side, Tristan Jari is back from a broken foot to make the start in net for the Penguins. Much needed his return, to be honest, after Louis Domingue really gave up a goal that has no business going in on him. Uh, in the game six loss. Certainly it's going to help, but we are talking about a guy that hasn't played in over a month. So I'm conflicted. I, I'm, I'm hesitant. I've been on the over in pretty much every game in this series, and it's worked out 6-0 and over the total. But there is a little reservation for me with this being a game seven and after what we saw yesterday with three unders. So I do have a small bet over the total, but it's not with the conviction I had previously in this series. Yeah, I'm hoping the under train uh, uh, continues, Ian. I was on all three of those yesterday, and then Dallas-Calgary later on tonight, and we'll get to that momentarily. That's been pretty much an under series, but this one has not, as you mentioned, over in six uh, games. Uh, Let's talk goaltenders here. You mentioned Tristan Jari. 
But what about Igor in between the uh, pipes for the New York Rangers? Uh, He had those 79 saves in that triple overtime game. Unfortunately, he took the L. And he's getting a lot of the blame in, but I think the defense in front of him has been absolutely dreadful. That's 100% true, Wes. I mean, it's crazy for people to just throw this, uh, throw Igor Shosturkin under the bus for the struggles uh, and the goals against that they have allowed the New York Rangers in this series. Consider how great he's been in the regular season. I think Ranger fans forget how much he bailed them out, you know, during the course of the regular season. There'd be a bunch of games that they played earlier this year where if not for Igor Shosturkin playing at an absolutely phenomenal Vesna Trophy level, you know, the Rangers probably aren't going to win some of these games. So I think people forget that. And let's not forget with this blue line, for as much as I love Adam Fox and how good he's going to be, how good he already is, you know, and Ke'Andre Miller and Lindgren and a lot of these younger blue liners, guys, this is their first taste of Stanley Cup playoff hockey for a lot of them. Uh, You know, last year, I think the the Rangers, you know, they've gotten into the playoffs before, but they've been one and done. This is still not a team that from the blue line has a boatload of Stanley Cup playoff experience, and it's much more difficult to try to defend in the Stanley Cup playoffs. There's that extra level of sacrifice, commitment, shot blocking, positional awareness, uh, discipline to not take uh, penalties at bad times. All of those things that a lot of times young defensemen, they don't pick up on that right away. So I think that's definitely played a part. This has not been all on Igor Shosturkin. I think the defense, the breakdowns in coverage in front of him has been an even bigger reason why we've seen the Rangers at times struggle uh, in their own end. So, uh, Ian, uh, you mentioned being conflicted on the total. I'm conflicted on the side here. I have a Rangers series bet at minus 110 pending. And look, they're laying a dollar twenty, dollar twenty five right now. But boy, Pittsburgh in game sevens, I think six and oh in the yeah. last in the last game sevens on the road of their last six. It's tough to go against this veteran team. So uh, I'm going to let you be the tiebreaker, Ian, <laughs> not to put the pressure on you. Well, I have the Rangers, too, in this series uh, as well. And I bet it before the series, and I had actually uh, considered it in big trouble when they were down 3-1. to one. Uh, And then, of course, Game 5, they're down 2 nothing, and we really thought that was going to be it for the Rangers. That's the game Crosby gets injured. They come back, they win, and then Game 6, uh, they come back from a deficit there. And when they have shown that they've got some guts, they've got some character resilience, uh, Gerard Gallant mentioned that uh, after the last win, that this team has shown an ability to not give up. And that's going to be significant if, for instance, Pittsburgh comes out firing, which they might. If they get Crosby back, they've got their number one goalie back as well, Tristan Jari. That's going to be a very fired up Pittsburgh team. I'm just going to root on the Rangers to win the series. I'm not piling on. I'm not adding on with the Rangers in game seven uh, as a standalone bet when I've already got them in the series. If I didn't have the series bet, I'd, I'd probably lean a little bit to Pittsburgh if they get Crosby and Jari back, which is looking like it could be the case. But I said the Rangers were going to win this series, and I like their, you know, their ability to just battle back, not get down on themselves, just find a way the last couple of games, and uh, I'm not going to abandon them. So even though I've got my concerns, I'll stick with the Rangers, and more than anything, I'm just going to root the series bet home. Talking Game 7 with Ian Cameron. Follow him on Twitter, at Bobano. Uh, Ian, let's talk a little bit about the one north of the border here in Calgary, where the Flames is a solid favorite here to get it done against Dallas, but Dallas extended this series 4-2, nice win in Game 6. What do you make of Calgary? Because, again, Edmonton got it done, maybe not the prettiest way against the Kings. Toronto couldn't get it done. What do you make of this third team from Canada trying to survive in advance? I think Calgary's going to get it done tonight. I think if you look at this series, you know they've they've been better for extended stretches, although... Dallas put by far their best game on the board in game six. For the first time in this series, they generated speed through the neutral zone. They gained easy entry 
uh, in the offensive zone time and time again. Calgary was giving up the blue line far too easily in game six. Now, part of that is they have to do a better job, but part of it is Dallas made some adjustments that they are going to try to get that puck moving through the middle of the ice a little bit quicker and get their transition game ramped up. I think Rick Bonus felt they were sitting back just a bit too much in that defensive shell, which has been the uh, dominant theme for the stars in this series. So it worked, and they got Calgary on their heels a bit, and they had their best offensive game of the series, bar none, in that game six win. Now they go on the road, though. Can they follow that up? I think Calgary's still at home with the sea of red. They'll find a way. It's too much of a price delay in a game seven, but I think if you can find the flames in regulation, which you can get around closer to minus 130 or so, I think that's a decent way to go. And I also have a small bet on the draw, which means that the only thing that can hurt me in this game is Dallas winning in regulation. Hmm. You know, and I don't think that's going to happen. I think if Dallas wins, it might take overtime. And the draw is a healthy over plus 300. I think that's probably worth a sprinkle. I think there's a real overtime possibility here. And as far as player props go, uh, Andrew Mangiapane, Gaudreau for Calgary for props are worth a look. And there's one guy I'm targeting for Dallas, guys. He's the only guy I trust in a game seven for them. Joe Pavelski. Mm -hmm. All this guy does in his career is show up in big games, clutch moments, clutch performer. Watch him have a very good game tonight for the Dallas Stars. Ian, great information as always. Uh, really appreciate the time. Enjoy those game sevens tonight. We'll catch up again soon. All right, guys, great to be with you. Enjoy the games tonight. Thank you, Ian. There he is. Great information from Ian Cameron. Uh, we're going to come we back. we got to rant update. on the officials here in, in oh, the boy. garden this afternoon. We're going to talk about that when you come back with us right here on these and these Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Spring Special is here. For only $59, you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months are going to be filled with the best betting content in the biz right here at VEASAN.com. Subscribers are going to have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets. Jonathan Von Tobel is going to have his best bets all the way through the NBA Finals. Andy McNeil is going to break down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup Finals. We're going to have lots of NFL preseason, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Points by Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com slash spring. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross, and right now not good news for Milwaukee Bucks backers. 73-60 right now, two and a half minutes to go. Giannis Antetokounmpo, Looks like he's getting a little, I don't know if it's tired, mm -hmm. but he's not keeping up the pace. Well, and look, how can you? He's going to have to get help, and he's not getting Yeah, help. and he's getting frustrated with these calls as the C's hit oh, another boy. three. Grant Williams hit a couple big ones wow. today. By the way, now a 16-point lead for Boston, minus 13.5, 195.5 is your total timeout on the floor. We were talking about the officiating. We were up against it at the uh, end of the last segment. Uh, Kane Fitzgerald, the crew chief on this crew here in Boston, loves to call the offensive foul. He should be officiating in the ACC mm -hmm. because that's like a college basketball. Like nothing's a blocking foul, by the way, in college <laughs> basketball. A little bit of contact, obviously a little bit of aggression here. But, yeah, I think Milwaukee getting very frustrated. They are down 16 points right now. And uh, just looking at the shooting, 4 of 23 from the three-point line for Milwaukee, 17%. Grant Williams just hit another one. That's now 14 made threes for the C's. They've wow. made more threes than twos today. 
And that's why you got a 16-point lead. Milwaukee out-rebounding him like they've been doing pretty much all series, but it hasn't mattered. Uh, Milwaukee is getting in that point where they might have to go chuck and duck here and just take a bunch of threes. So 76 to 60, 195 and a half is your total, minus 13 and a half on Boston. Uh, Really nice par save for Jordan Spieth. You don't say that a lot down there at the Byron Nelson because you're not thinking par. But he made a big par save on 16. He's still one back. Ryan Palmer is playing the 18th. He's at 22 under. He's got an eagle putt. Yeah, he needs this to go, by the way, to match uh, Hideki Matsuyama, who is my guy that's in the clubhouse at 24 under. KH Lee currently plus 150. I believe, uh, yeah, he's on 17. Wow. And he's going to have a tough par because he hit it in the rough on that par three. That's not going to go. Ryan Palmer going to finish, I believe, at 23 under. So, KH Lee plus 150. Jordan Spieth, one back, plus 175. Sebastian Munoz also one back, two wow. balls to play at plus 225. Matsuyama still in the clubhouse. That's now uh, drifted downwards to 33 to one. So, I believe uh, KH, KH Lee's got about a 12-footer here for par. Now, keep in mind, the 18th is the par five, so he would still, him and Spieth would still be the favorite over Matsuyama right. here, but 12-footer uh, to try to maintain the lead, he bogeys here. He is going to need a birdie to win on 18, and keep in mind, Spieth and Munoz still with two holes to play, I believe, a group behind him. This is what we were talking about. Where could Cage Lee trip up and make a potential bogey coming in? Well, it could happen here on 17, mm-hmm. and if that happened again, you saw Spieth, Hop into the favorites role, albeit very briefly. But Cage Lee makes drains the par it. save. Drains it. Wow. A twelve footer there. Uh, so uh, Kh Lee and uh, they believe they're sewing Sebastian Munoz. Uh, got caught on camera saying mm. f something. Right. So he, <laughs> you know, as you, yeah. if you're gonna go back to back, you're gonna make par saves like that, like yes. you just made on 17. And that now, is critical. And now KH Lee minus one sixty-five, yep. Jordan Spieth two and a quarter, Sebastian Munoz three uh fifty. So uh, a four letter F word for Munoz to his caddy, like, wow. ah, I can't believe he made that. But nevertheless, KH Lee, he is trying to go back to back here at the Byron Nelson. We saw Sam Burns do that. Earlier this year, I uh, won in a playoff over Davis Riley to win the Valspar. So, uh, Gage Lee going to 18. That is the par 5, 25 under. You got to think if he birdies that 26, oh, it's, it's not going to be, be caught. So, you're going to have Jordan Spieth and Munoz needing to go birdie, birdie just to match him. Justin Thomas, uh, I believe, is uh, putting for birdie here. He is 22 under, two holes left to play. So, he is pretty much out of it. So, uh, it's either going to be Spieth or Munoz that maybe can match KH Lee. I don't see him giving one back. That's pretty much going to take out Matsuyama yep. at 24 under. Uh, by the way, back in the NBA, Giannis with just a huge alley-oop, great, great feed from Drew Holiday. Still a 12-point game, though, with under a minute to go in the third. So the offense for Milwaukee, after getting off to that great start, has really sputtered in quarters two and three. They only have 64, 76, 64. Bobby Portis trying to re-energize his guys here, but a 12-point Boston mm-hmm. lead here. Uh, can't hold for one with uh, 50 seconds to go here, but pretty good opportunity for Boston at yeah. least have a double-digit lead going into the fourth. Great pass, by the way, by Drew on that lob yep. uh, to uh, Giannis. And he, look, uh, when you're down double digits going into the fourth quarter of Game 7, uh, this is going to have to be, and now you're down 15, wow. as I believe uh, I believe that was Tatum that hit that three. I'm not so I'm not sure. I, I didn't think it was see. White that. Yeah, that yeah, it down. was. It was White that yep, hit the Derek three. White. So, uh, you know, now the Bucks. I mean, Boy. you've had Giannis already play 33 minutes. Drew Holiday 30. They're not coming off the floor though. You wouldn't think in the fourth quarter. Nope. 
now now's not the time for that. You you got the summer to rest as uh, Giannis going to get called for the travel there. I was going to say that's a travel. I didn't know if they called it, but that is clearly yeah. a travel. Yeah, by they, they they couldn't uh, let that one no. go really. So uh, you're seeing wow. right now, boy, uh, the Celtics in very good position to go ahead and advance and take on the Miami Heat Ooh. in the uh, conference final. 79-64, last possession of the quarter. Minus 14.5 are the Celtics, 194.5 on the total. That three from White, no good. So, Bucks down 15, 12 minutes ago, game seven. See if uh, we'll see the championship wow. medal now if the defending NBA champions are going to live to fight another day. Uh, very quickly, and again, we'll, we'll monitor that in the, the final stretches here of the Byron Nelson. I want to get back to the NFL here very quickly because you know me well enough by now, Wes, after you and I did the green zone each and every uh, week here in the NFL season that I believe kind of with those Cowboys. But I, I look at the NFC East as a whole, and you look at the strength of schedule for the teams in that division. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wes, it's abysmal, right? The Cowboys have the 31st easiest schedule, tied with the Commanders at 31st. Then the Eagles, they got the 30th, and the Giants really tough, tied for 29th. Yeah. I mean, the whole division, it feels like it's set up for, for low totals, to play overs. Now, I wouldn't advise doing that for all four, but I certainly look at the Eagles. You get eight and a half nines out there right now in the win total after what the Eagles have done in the draft and going to get A.J. Brown as well. Like, to me, I think they're even a flyer at plus 230 to win the division. Now, nobody's repeated in the NFC East since 2004. Mm-hmm. The Eagles were the last team to do it. The Cowboys won the division last year. It's a bizarre trend. I, I know you always say make the trend your friend, that you don't have to be married well, to Well, make it your acquaintance. Your acquaintance. But for sure, know that going in. So the Cowboys are plus a dollar. Eagles at plus 230. You see the win total for the Eagles at eight and a half. Are you picking up what I'm putting down? It feels like nine feels like a right number for No, Philly. I do. I think everybody kind of like what they did in the draft going forward. So, you know, adding talent. And, and look, this is the uh, Fisher Cut bait season, you would think, for Jalen Hurts. Yes. So, this is the time to go. They are giving him support here. And uh, you did mention, of course, the easy schedule because the NFC East plays the AFC South. Right. And they also play, I believe, the NFC North this year. So those are two divisions. Uh, nobody really great. I guess the Packers are still pretty good. But nobody that really just overwhelms you. And certainly not in the AFC South with Indianapolis and Tennessee pretty much a coin flip to win that division. And then you look at the AFC odds. They are well down the board from uh, the teams in the West and then the Bills, a couple of those teams in the North. So, yeah, I I do like the Eagles. I don't like it as much at plus 230 as it was during the draft when I think it was like 7-2. to Yes. So, look, the Eagles are getting the money here, and they're getting the support. Dallas, I still think the rightful favorite because they have the best quarterback in the division. I do think Washington and the Giants – may show a little bit of improvement. I don't think that they're going to be contenders to win the division, but I like what the Giants did in the draft. Washington, I think, may have the best defense in the division, so you got to think that's going to keep them close. Now, does Carson Wentz have anything left? I don't know. Uh, very interesting, by the way. The uh, Washington Commanders are going to play Jacksonville in week number one. Jacksonville's social media team, pretty good troll job. They said, hey, tell Carson we said hello. Right. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a good uh, little yeah last time uh, Carson played that team from Duval, it did not go well. The Colts, all they had to do was win as two touchdown favorites on the road. They could not get that done, and uh, Horseshoe found themselves out of the playoffs. All right, so there it is again. You look at the, you would think the Giants, I'm with you. I think they're going to be better with Brian Dable. Looks like they've got some stability in the front office. I love what they did in the draft with those two top ten picks. Uh, and getting two guys that you could have made a case would have been number one picks mm-hmm. a year ago. 
uh, in Neil and Thibodeau. So I think the Giants are on the right track as well. But are you really ready to play the Giants or play the Commanders? No, I kind of do feel like it's Dallas and Philadelphia, maybe a two-horse race there in the East. Yeah, I would agree. And we'll see if it's a two-horse race here at the Byron Nelson. Jordan Spieth to nine feet. He is going to have a birdie attempt Whoa. to go ahead and tie KH Lee, who's playing the par 518. All right, and KH Lee right now still minus $1.40 to get that done as he plays the final hole, uh, potentially, of this tournament. Much more to get to. We'll update that and take a sneak preview of some games going on tonight. Come on back. It's VC and the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you're going to earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Plan a trip to Vegas where you can convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resort properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is Sports Betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today. Get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. It feels like, Wes Reynolds, that it's all but over in a couple of events here. One might be um, easier to call than the other. That could be Boston. Mm-hmm. Grant Williams is going nuts. Yeah, uh, Tennessee. Tennessee, Tennessee. The former SEC player of the, the year. The Tennessee Vol, by the way, 7 of 16 from Ooh. 3. He, uh, I believe, leading the scoring for the Boston Celtics. Uh, looking at that, he has 25. Tatum only 22 today. You know, been not quite what he was in Game 6. No. Of course, that was like a career-defining performance. But nevertheless... Grant Williams making the threes. Peyton Pritchard just made one. Mm-hmm. Timeout on the floor in Boston. 9.35 left to go in the fourth quarter. Celtics minus 16 and a half, 197 and a half. Giannis only 9 of 23 and from the missing floor today. Too. Yeah, and he's missing them, kind of, you know, leaving them over the rim here. So, hours getting very late, and it looks like we may have a new NBA champion because the defending champs oh. look like they may be cleaning out their walkers in uh, Milwaukee tomorrow. So, uh we shall see a uh, 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 great game seven performance, though, so far from the Celtics. And there's at Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is is uncanny usa 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Showing these Giannis highlights right now. And yeah, he's missing short ones. Uh, These are ones that have been going for him all series. In the biz, they call it a melt. Where Mm -hmm. you you melt together all these highlights, or in this this case, Mm -hmm. lowlights. I mean, we're talking about Bunny's uncontested at the rim where he's going to lay it in. He, he just misses. Didn't so. miss that one, but it looks like we got an offensive oh, foul. That's been a theme this afternoon. Look, the Bucks aren't losing because of the officiating, no. but this crew this crew likes to call the charges. I mean, this should be a college basketball crew yeah. with this many charges. And Mike Buttonholzer's just, just laughing. laughing. He he's 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 so like, yeah, I mean, he can't even find anger. He's so like, okay, what the hell is this? But I'm, I'm looking like, where was the charge? I missed it. But anyway, that's the 13th turnover for Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They are down by 19. And really now the only thing that feels like it's still in play is is the total. And again, it would take Milwaukee starting to knock down threes, which they haven't done. Right. You would think it's leaning clearly towards the under here at 87-68. Crazier things that happen, mm-hmm. but... Milwaukee looks like they're just stuck in the mud offense. Yeah, all of a sudden, they're going to have to get hot from the three. Four of 25. That's Uh, not going to get it done at home, on the road, wherever it is. Doesn't matter. They were just showing Chris Middleton out for a 10th straight game Mm. with that MCL sprain. Uh, I don't even know if they had him, if that could make up this deficit, because uh, Boston's starting to run away. A foul. Jason Tatum going to go to the line. Yeah, this is all but over. It looks like we are going to get Boston-Miami in the Eastern Conference Finals. And it looks like right now at the Byron Nelson, KH Lee, uh, I believe he's got a one-shot lead. He's playing a, a group ahead right now mm-hmm. of uh, Munoz and Jordan Spieth. Both those guys are at 24 under, one back of KH Lee. So I always wonder about the mentality because you have to know, it's part of your job and the caddy's job, to let you know where you stand in the mm-hmm. golf tournament as you're trying to wrap up your second straight Byron Nelson. Is he thinking... I got to make four on this par well, five eighteen. Well, KH Lee, by the way, is on and two. He's going to have a putt for eagle about twenty four feet. So you got to take it up and down. That's going to be good enough. It's going to be have to be Spieth and Munoz. I believe Munoz missed the fairway on his tee shot. Ooh. So currently at BetMGM, KH Lee, we can maybe almost call this over minus sixteen hundred. Jordan Spieth ten wow. to one. Sebastian Munoz eighty to one. Spieth not in a lot of trouble, but does miss the fairway. Munoz in more trouble, but it looks like a. KH Lee going to win two in a row here in Dallas. Very impressive. So we'll make that official. Uh, C's, by the way, still not official there, but they are up 18, eight and a half minutes to go. We talked about the Penguins and and the Rangers, certainly. Very quickly in the NHL for these Game 7s, I do want to go north of the border of the Flames and Stars a little bit because from from our experts, and certainly you get the feeling even Ian Cameron said to us earlier, he likes Calgary tonight to get it done. It is priced and it's getting juiced a little bit now. It's up to uh, $2 here for Calgary to get mm-hmm. this done against Dallas. Is there danger in that, like, Dallas is the loose team. They won game six. Right. They're not expected to be here and, and have extended this this long. Calgary's expected to get this done. Is there pressure in that? Yeah, I think the pl- pressure is absolutely on the Calgary Flames. They were a uh, trendy Stanley Cup pick. I know a lot of people like them. Uh, kind of an under-the-radar team at 50-1 to one are the Calgary Flames, but or they were at least before the start of the seasons. Yep. But, yeah, Calgary's had a lot of pressure here. Much has made it the Leafs. Uh, Calgary has been dealing with that over the years. So there's a lot. I mean, there's such expectations now. And you know you've got the Oilers who closed out the Kings last night. 
Everybody wants the Battle of Alberta between Calgary and Edmonton. They are carrying the flag now for the Canadian teams with the Maple Leafs uh, bowing out yet again at home in Game 7. Uh, look, Calgary is the better team. You just look at the numbers. Yeah. Uh, the Flames have a 96-shot attempt differential in 5-on-5 five five through six games, so that's even strength. But only 15 more high-danger chances than the Stars have at the 5-on-5. Five five. And look, the Flames are really dominating in Game 4. I think that's probably a little bit of reason why these numbers are so lopsided from that you know overall shot attempt differential. But Jake Ottinger has been terrific in that for the Stars. Yeah. And he's really who's kept him in. I was talking with... Uh, uh, Jeff Davis, who's one of the bookmakers here at Circus Sports, and he's like, man, this guy's like the MVP right now with how he's been playing, you know, of the Stanley Cup playoffs. But in order to obviously be eligible for that, you're right. going to have to go win game seven <laughs> on the road here. So, uh, look, uh, Chris Tanev going to miss in game six tonight. Not expect or game six. He did miss game six. Uh, not expected to also play in game seven. That is a big loss for the defense. But I took the under at under uh, five and a half minus 135. You're not getting 135 anymore. I think the whole world is joining in on that under. I'm seeing as low as uh, five and a half minus 145. BetMGM has actually gone to five, juice to the over minus 45. Because look, this has been really the only under series we've seen. It's gone four the six to the under. Two of those, by the way, were empty netters, empty net wins for the Stars, uh, including uh, the last time out in Game Six. So look. I think Calgary probably gets it done. The Stars just have such trouble scoring. They do. And and uh, uh, Jacob and, and Markstrom's been uh, very good for his own right here for Calgary. So I'm not going to lay it. If I were to play it, I would follow Ian Cameron's lead, who joined us uh, mm-hmm. a couple segments ago, where I'd be looking maybe in regulation instead of uh, – now, obviously, if you go OT and shoot uh, – no shootout in the playoffs, but if you go OT – nothing doing you got to win in the full 60 minutes so it'll say at your book either in regulation or in 60 it'll give a 60 minute line on that three-way line so look i could see this going ot i think this is going to be a tight game with not a lot of scoring chances uh by the way speaking of scoring chances they're running out of those from milwaukee. yeah milwaukee's very much running oh, out of them my. down 21 with six and a half to go this thing is all but over al horford uh missing a three there but uh, Peyton Pritchard's knocked down four threes. We mentioned Grant Williams. He's knocked down seven threes. Hey, look, you know, Tatum's been good, mm-hmm. but the others have been absolutely sensational uh, for Boston, and that's not the same to be said for Milwaukee. Uh, we've got a couple minutes to go here before we wrap up the program. Let's talk about the other game tonight, the other game seven in the NBA, and that will be the others for the Mavs because I think mm-hmm. we know, kind of like Giannis, although Giannis has really faded here in the second half, you feel like you know what you're going to get from Luka. Right. What are you going to get from everybody else? That's the question. Yeah, no question about it. I, I did take plus seven minus $1.20 on the Dallas Mavericks here. I, I mean, look, I think Phoenix is is the better team, and they should win the game. I thought seven was a little high here, but especially with the total going to the under. And I did mention if this has been a correlated series with the Mavericks, uh, mm-hmm. games have been going under Phoenix, especially those first two games, which probably are a little bit misleading because the shot making in those games were incredible. But as you've seen, as it's gone on, the totals have dropped and dropped and dropped. And now you're seeing 205, 205 and a half. So if it's an under game, I think it does favor Dallas. We know what Dallas is going to do. They don't have a lot of side. They're kind of going to do a little bit what the Celtics did today. Yeah. You know, take a lot of threes and hope you make enough of them. And certainly the Celtics have done so. So I do like Dallas here. I am concerned about Phoenix's turnovers. Uh, had the worst of the series there in game six. So maybe this is by low. You could think that. But 
22 turnovers. I just have not liked what I've seen out of Phoenix handling the ball. Very quickly, is Boston's uh, going to put the, the finishing touches on Milwaukee here? They're up 25 and a half to go. When you get to game one between Miami and Boston, does this series, seven games, having to win that dramatic game six, does that feed into potentially what your handicap could be for game one? Yeah, it might. I mean, you might have a little bit of hangover, at least early on in the game, or maybe the adrenaline carries you forward in the first half, right? and then you kind of wear out. But I do expect that Boston might be a very small favorite over the Miami Heat here. I, I felt either one of these two teams would be. The Bucks may be a bigger favorite, but it's going to be close to a coin flip, I think, on that series price coming tomorrow. And one thing is for sure, as Marcus Smart knocks down a three, the Miami fan base will be ready for that one as well. Uh, it was great having uh, Dan uh, Zimborski, having Simon Gersberg, Ian Cameron, Wes. Always enjoy the conversation, Good my be friend. With you. Thanks for watching and listening right here on these in the Sports Betting Network. This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.